you're on. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bold Call Fantasy Football Podcast, and this is the Bold Call episode. Everybody's favorite, the last fantasy football breakdown of the season, season long. I've got season long says with me over here, and we're taking a look at the five bold calls for this upcoming season. Got the best coaches in the game. <laughs> we really ain't playing. We regroup up in the Slack chat where the coaches debrief. We be piecing these puzzles, occupy the chunk of the pie. Ain't no lie when we hit the block, helmets, casket is got. Man, says the bold call episode has been gold over the last few years. This is where you found out two years ago that Lamar Jackson was going to be the number one overall fantasy quarterback coming off an ADP of 16, not even in the top 12. Then last year, this is where you heard an ADP, what, eight or nine Josh Allen would be the number one fantasy quarterback. So right. do you remember um, the other bull call? I was looking back because it was all about a year ago. So I was able to see it in some of the social media platforms that we posted. Uh, the other bull call I made was Dak was going to finish as the overall QB one. And through four weeks, he was. It was crazy. Like, again, that doesn't count. Like, I got it wrong. But, you know, it's kind it of exciting. Close. Like, he was literally he, – because he was going as a QB 10 last year. He was, he was out. He was – going pretty deep down there so honestly these qb calls have been cheat codes for winning your leagues a, a lot of these years and I, I i think i've got one for this year and i, I but you really your calls have been the boldest so i gotta give you props well, for that let's define what a bold call is so a bold call is not just saying some crazy shit that like will never come true and a bold call is also not getting something that there's a consensus or like a drum beat towards what i think is that a in my judgment, everyone has a different opinion of it. A bold call is something that's in their realistic outcomes, but it's in the 20th percentile. So you're talking about a 20% chance, a one in five chance. If things break right, what is the upside? And so saying like Jalen Rager will be the wide receiver one overall, that's not a bold call. That's fucking crazy, right? But in the right, but saying Jalen Hurts, it could be the QB one overall. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't fuck up my bold calls. Oh, okay, because. All right. So anyway, Don't so you you bold calls. All right, you got it, you got it. So that's a spoiler so, alert. Now, before we get into it, first of all, we are as always presented by DFS Army. Uh, DFS season right around the corner. Get in there. You want to sign up for the NFL season pass? It's one ninety nine. Promo code Geek gets ten percent off. It's ridiculous. One one seventy nine for twelve months of fantasy football and daily fantasy football from the best DFS site. In the industry by far, everybody knows it. Look at the top of the contest. It's all these guys up top. DFS Army helmets. Just look at your content. Go on DraftKings right now. Go on FanDuel. Look who's winning the tournament that you're in. It's DFS Army. Why? Because we're better than other sites. We teach our members how to use the tools. That's the difference. So get signed up at DFS Army right now. We are heading into daily fantasy football season. Promo code geek. I will only say it once. Now, in addition, today's breakdown is sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive is awesome. They are a props-based fantasy platform. You can play basically in GPP tournaments, kind of like FanDuel and DraftKings, but instead of having to make uh, teams based on salary cap, you're simply picking over-unders, spreads. You're picking props, yes or no questions. And the beautiful thing is DFS Army subscribers have access to our projection models, which help you smash on Thrive. So go get signed up at Thrive Fantasy. Um, the, they're got a promo right now. When you use promo code DFSARM, you get 
a $100 deposit match for your first $100 deposit. What that means is you put in $100 in your account there. They give you another $100 to play with for free. And now you've got an account with $200. So you've doubled your account simply by signing up and using promo code DFS Army. From there, use the DFS Army projection models. You will take that account from $200 to four to six to 12 to 2400 to 4800 Double it. Double it a couple times. Maybe you'll have millions. Could happen. That's a bold call. Might happen for you. All right. Let's get into it. Season long says. Bold calls. Top five, 2021 fantasy football season. You go first. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to you a little bit about this on a couple of different podcasts, and I'm not even sure this is that bold, but based on what the market and the pushback I've gotten this, and that is that James Conner will finish as a top 15 running back based on touchdowns alone. Uh, lock him in, not lock him in. Bold call will be 10 touchdowns for James Conner. He's going in the 11th or 12th round of redraft leagues. His counterpart, Chase Edmonds, is going in the fifth and sixth round. I don't think there's as much upside over a sustained period of time. So my bold call is James Conner will return value that's more in the fourth, fifth round, and he's going in the twelfth round. You can get him in every draft. Bold call. That is a bold call. Very unexpected. Seems unlikely when you say it. But 20th percentile outcome. You could see it, right? I mean, he he was an RB1 his last healthy season. It wasn't like he wasn't an R. He's done it before. He's not like this great running back. He's in a good situation. And all of the indication is that the team prefers Kyler Murray not to be running as much, especially down on the goal line where he's going to get smashed. If he has to scramble on third and seven, that's one thing. But I don't think that if they do what they want, if they said they're going to do, and that is, and that's probably why they brought in a bruiser. I mean, that's what James Conner is. He's a one-year rental bruiser that you could see a situation where maybe Kyler Murray has four and a, four touchdowns instead of nine this year, and James Conner is the beneficiary of that. It's a very bold call. Um, you know, it's outside of the realm of things that I would ever expect to happen, so that makes it exciting. I love the call, says. All right, I'm going to follow that up. With my first bold call of the 2021 season, which is New York Jets rookie wide receiver, Elijah Moore not just finishes as the number one producing rookie wide receiver this season, but also finishes in the top 15 of all wide receivers in fantasy scoring, Justin Jefferson style. Suck it. Yeah. I mean, Elijah Moore, I don't know if you saw the video circulating with all of the players, AJ Brown, all those guys praising him saying that this guy's the one Odell Beckham, uh, as, uh, you know, was praising him, saying he could do things that he couldn't do. Uh, Chris List retweeted this. I know he retweeted Scott Barrett's um, original tweet with this, but it really is like an unbelievable video. It's not. It's hard. It's not difficult to get excited about Elijah Moore. But what's funny enough, Geek, is what makes your call really bold is that that Corey Davis, his ADP is now has risen, and Elijah Moore is after the thigh injury, and he's perfectly healthy by all accounts, has stayed where he is. So. If you think that Elijah Moore is going to be a top 15 wide receiver, that means he's going to return early third round value. That is a bold call. Yeah, and I've got a follow up for you on that. And I also want to address the question, but I've got a follow up for you. Because Elijah Mitchell has such a great season, and because I still like Corey Davis. Oh, Elijah Moore, you're talking about, right? Uh, Elijah Moore, no, Elijah Mitchell, that's the running back. Yeah. No, Elijah Moore, plus I still like Corey Davis. You ready for this, says Zach Wilson, AKA Z Wizzles. Yep. finishes as a top 20, 
I'm going to go top 15 quarterback this season. And you took he one of mine. Extremely <laughs> relevant in your um, super flex leagues as a high quality top of the line QB two. How you like them apples? Yeah, you, you took you took one right off my paper. It's almost like you could see it. I was going to be a I little bit. Not, I cannot see your paper now. I want to address um, Darius real quick. Sports betting tool. We are also brought to you today by Sharp and Sharp the Sharp app. So. Um, what you're referring to, we have an awesome tool for sports bettors, uh, our prop model that will basically look at every player prop across each week and compare it against uh, our fantasy projections. So that's part of the Sharp Bets team, and you can get that by downloading the Sharp app today. Go to sharp.app or go to the iOS store or the Android store and just type in Sharp app. The first 1,000 people who download this app and we're still not at the mark are actually getting a free month of Sharp Bets service that has the prop model. So make sure you download the Sharp app and you'll get the prop model for free. It's not part of the FS Army, it's part of Sharp Bets. All right. Back into the bold calls. Back to the bold calls. Yeah, there, there's a running back out there that you and I have had a love-hate relationship with and usually on opposite timelines. You've loved this guy when I've hated him, I've hated him when you've loved him. But I think... Everything is lining up right for Sony Michelle to be a top 15, top 16 running back this year. And, and let me explain why. Bill Belichick, when Sony Michelle was on the Patriots, Bill Belichick has got a reputation for mixing and matching his runners. Uh, didn't even give Sony Michelle the opportunity to catch passes like he did at Georgia. I mean, he was a pass catching running back at Georgia. But when Sony Michelle got rolling in those 2019 playoffs, I mean, he was literally the Super Bowl like MVP level of running back. As long as he's healthy, we've seen C.J. Anderson produce in this same system, and now there's an upgraded quarterback. They gave the Rams gave up significant draft capital for a 26 year old running back on a one year rental. Sony Michelle routinely goes outside of the top 30 running backs and probably is going to be like finished like running back like 14 on the year. Sony Michelle is somebody I'm actively targeting, and I think that he's going to return third or fourth round value specifically because the Rams offense can be good. There's my bold call. I love this call, says, and, and I'll take it even further. Like, I love this call because, listen, it is going to take a Darrell Henderson injury really for, for, I think, the call to come to fruition, but – do we all really think Darrell Henderson is going to truly make it through a full season? And if he doesn't, Sony Michelle galloping in has all of the skills potentially to be a top five, even running back in Oof. the National Football League. Um, you know, if all the cards fall the right way, so you can get him super late. I think it's very bold, man. I, I love this call. I yeah, this call. and again, if you go, if you do want to load up on wide receivers and go tight end early, in under my under <laughs> my strategy, you could grab Sony Michelle and James Conner late and have yourself two starting running backs. I now, mean, in fairness, your season's going to start really gross if you do that. Like these guys are, it's going to take something. I happening. see. I don't think so. I think that that's part of the bold call here is that both of those guys have standalone value, and they right. could. Pro and I think they have very good touchdown equity. I think any those are both good offenses. We're not talking about running backs on bad offenses. Um, Arizona. And the Rams are both going to score a lot. And if you think how I'm thinking, which is those are the two primary goal line backs, you should be able to float until they break out completely. Uh, I love the call. Um, all right. I'm going to give you my my bold call. And you're probably going to flame me and say it's not bold enough. But I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm doing it. Go for it. Mike Evans. 
wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, finishes outside the top 36 and is a draft bust this season. And yeah, the reason I mean, I've got this for you is because I don't understand why. First of all, if you looked at actually how his production went last season, it was extremely touchdown dependent. That's number one. Extremely. And when I say that, I mean he had a touchdown rate, and I don't have the number in front of me, but that was ungodly. Number two, most of his fantasy production came over the course of four games over the course of all of last season. He was a very up and down. There were many, many games where you got fours and sixes and terrible scores from Mike Evans. So without the crazy 39-point, you know, three-touchdown games that he had, he was a dud last year. And with Antonio Brown now with the team fully healthy, with um, Godwin fully healthy with the team for full season, the expectation for this fellow is just ridiculous. He never belonged in the top 15. He never really belonged in the top 20 of wide receivers. And I say he finishes well outside of the top 36 and is a bust if you drafted him. Sorry, Mike Evans, believers. I think that is a bold call. He goes in the third round of even the sharpest drafts. I mean, you know, I've heard a, a very reasonable narrative. Somebody say, uh, Mike Evans, when have you ever lost money drafting Mike Evans? And that's been true. That has been true, but you're saying this is the year. Do not draft. When has he ever had to compete with Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown's the goat, dude. Yep. He's not. He's not worse than he's been. This guy has not shown me anything where he slowed down. Godwin was hurt last year. Godwin is back. Gronk is there as a touchdown machine. He didn't have much of a of a start last year. It took him a while to get going. There are too many mouths to feed in Tampa. These guys will not produce. I, I would throw Godwin in the mix too, but I wanted to go Evans here because he's the more dramatic. The Tampa wide receiver, you're better off drafting Antonio Brown than Evans or Godwin. Absolutely. All right. All right. Very reasonable. I like it. It's a good bold call. And I think that's uh, it's sharp that um, that you let our listeners know that because they're probably shocked right now as they're all drafting Mike Evans in the third, fourth. And I hope they're, they're not. I hope they're not. You yeah, know, hoping. one of the fun, one of the interesting things about this season's draft. And before we do the next bowl call, I really want to talk about like the teardrop. We almost need to like, find a way to symbolize the teardrop on like our ranking sheet, because you get past, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Deontay Johnson, but Amari Cooper, it's that WR 14, 15 spot, right? You get right past it. And then you're looking at a group and it's Mike Evans, Julio Jones, DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay, Robert Woods, Brandon Ayuk, T Higgins, and of the, all these Cortland Sutton, the teardrop is so massive. As soon as you get past Cooper, and I'm going to throw Deontay, though, but Amar, as soon as you get past Amari Cooper, that for those of you drafting, and this is just not a bold call. This is more of a draft strategy tip. So for those of you drafting, when you hit that teardrop, you should be you should have set up your draft so that you're not needing to take a wide receiver from that group. You should probably have at least one wide receiver. that ball. That's where you want to shift over to running back or tight end. You don't want to fuck with the duty wide receiver group the teardrop that happens just for me, it's Amari Cooper, but again, I'll, I'll throw Deontay Johnson in that mix too. It's a top 15 wide receiver group. The teardrop is massive after that top 15 and you got to do what you can to get one or two of the top 15, but you don't want to be drafting 16 through 25. That's where you want to kind of like do other positions. 
Hopefully. Yeah, and and if you do get into that range, the you know there's players that we do like, like Jarvis Landry. Uh, you I mean, know, that's already you're going Ro- way. Robbie Anderson. There's yeah. players like that These that are can... outside of the top twenty five. Now you're in that next group. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying, and and those are okay. I still I'm comfortable with those guys as my three. You know. Oh, I have no problem with it. It's just a value proposition where it's not that I even think like DJ Moore is bad or Kenny Galladay is not a good player. He could be fine. Actually, I, if I hadn't done Evans, I would have done Kenny Galladay busts. Uh, actually, can, we, can I throw that in there too? Kenny Galladay outside the top 36. That dude is busted. Yeah, I, I'm I, sorry, guys. I think that if there was ever a bust sign, like he has busts written all over him. I mean, I, I don't even think it's bold. I just think no. Kenny Galladay is busting yeah. your team off this year. Like when has when has Danny Dimes ever produced, ever been able to carry like a quality wide receiver? It's just not going to happen. Sorry. Yeah. So get, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, here it's we not, go. So, that's why that's why the Evans one was in there. All right. Says throwing it back over to you. Bold call, baby. Let's see it. All right. So other than the Chiefs, who's got the best passing game in the AFC? Who would you say that is? Snap call. AFC. I'm going to say the Steelers. OK, I, I was going to say, OK, they're, they're reasonable. But I would say given the quarterback and the receiving core, I would say that Buffalo, would you say, is one of the top oh, yeah, passing yeah, offenses? OK, but who's Buffalo's top pass catcher? Very easy, obvious Stephon question. Diggs. Right. Okay. Who's the next guy in line to catch passes? You know, it's really hard to say. I think it's Manny Sanders. Manny okay. There you go. Man, here's my bold call. Good. You said it. We're talking about a top three fantasy offense in the passing game. We have one wide receiver there that's going to carve off 150 targets. 30%. Let me be clear. Stefan Diggs, 30% target share in the offense. That is GOAT level target share. The, every If you have a WR1 Ever, you want a 30% target share guy, that is Stefan Dix and yeah. Tyreek Hill and all those number ones. There is plenty left over, and there is nobody that is earmarked for targets. They proactively brought in Emmanuel Sanders. Where he has shown that he is one of the wide receivers that is defying father time. His skill set is not based on – I mean, he has kept himself great. In the Super Bowl two years ago, he was open to catch the winning touchdown. Jimmy G missed him. Emmanuel Sanders he, hasn't lost a step. You know he who is, he reminds me of? In his late career. Now, listen, I, I'm going to say a name of a special player, but I think Manuel Sanders reminds me of him. Steve Smith Sr. Sorry, I said it. Yeah, I mean, they're different body types and they're different type of but players. Like, yeah, the, long- the way he's hung around for the last few years and still been good. Yeah. So my bold call is that Manuel Sanders is undrafted in every league. Uh, he, in your 16-18 league, I, I don't think I've seen him going. And if he is going, I apologize. Then you have a sharp league. But Emmanuel Sanders... If you get outside, I mean, just get him in your last pick or in round 12, 13, 14. He is likely going to be an every week starter. And before you know it, you're going to look up week one. You're going to see Emmanuel Sanders caught eight for 80 and a touchdown. Oh, next week, Manuel caught five for 110 and a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders is good. He's with one of the best quarterbacks in the entire NFL. And Buffalo's pass rate in the preseason was even higher than it was in the regular season. Manuel Sanders is, and then I, he is also not facing the COVID issue that uh, Cole Beasley has been so vocal about. And again, we, you know, one way or the other, we don't have an opinion on that right now, but Cole Beasley might miss multiple games. So that knocks another credible target out. They don't really have a tight end to speak of that commands targets. And as we know, you saw the other day, they uh, don't run the football either. Right. Devin Singletary started touchdowns on that team. So 
Manuel Sanders, you see him, you look at his profile, he's 34 years old, but he's going to finish as a top 24 uh, wide receiver this year, and certainly over the first month of the season while the weather's good in Buffalo. My bold call is draft Manuel Sanders, plug him in week one, plug him in, he's going to be a top, he's going to be your wide receiver too. Um, bold call. I love the call, and uh, I'm going to throw another name out there that's just reminiscent, not a bold call, but more, I'm going to give another name of a style of player like that that has equal potential, and that's Randall Cobb. Um, same storyline, same everything. Cobb going back to his old friend, Aaron Rodgers, going to have very little competition for targets. You know, it's it, it, there's one alpha on that team and then a bunch of other guys um, brought back in specifically because Aaron Rodgers wanted him back. So I like uh, he's another guy that I, I have in all my best ball leagues. Manuel Sanders is on like so many of my best ball teams says, and so is Randall Cobb because they're around at like WR 70. Like they're there really late in the draft and no one wants them. So, hey, give it to me and they will be useful fantasy assets for your team. All right, man. What's your next bowl call? All right. Um, my next bowl call, and again, this is less of a bold call. So I'm, I'm actually going to bolden it up a little bit. Bold that shit up. Let's go. I'm bolding it up. Part of the problem is... This player is already really well known in high dollar leagues as as a stud, but in your standard friends and family league, this is a player that's going in the second round. You know, top of the second round. Antonio Gibson emerges as a top three scoring running back this season. His coach, Ron Rivera, has promised to turn him into the next. Christian McCaffrey, and if you remember how Christian McCaffrey's career arc went, his second season, after his first year, everybody's like, oh, Christian McCaffrey, good. His second year, we were getting him towards the end of the second round, right around where Antonio Gibson is going now, middle of the second round. And he emerged from that as the number one fantasy asset in all of fantasy football forever, right? For as long as he plays. His head coach has promised to sort of treat Antonio Gibson the same way he treated Christian McCaffrey, Look for Antonio Gibson to rise to a top three scoring running back. He's going to do it with his legs. He's going to do it with his hands. Going to catch passes. Going to run. Going to score tutties like a fucking maniac. Antonio Gibson next season will be drafted in the top three overall. I'm not even going to give you any credit for a bold call there because that is a terrible call, being that that is likely to happen. A bold call is a 20th percentile. Uh, NFFC wait, ADP. Wait, wait. It's likely to happen that he finishes top three? I mean, he, you. so he's going off the board in NFFC drafts as the RB8 overall. Okay? That's the 10th. That's not a bold call. I mean, you draft someone in the first round, you expect them to be a top five. That is a terrible bold call. That is my calls are bold. That is literally, literally, you know, that is a nutless. But I think it's coming true, so I don't get. Oh yeah, I mean, so does everyone else that's drafting him at pick ten. That's what. Yeah, just because he's. This is what I'm saying though. That's NFFC, the highest dollar, sharpest players. If you go to your Yahoo friends and family league, so he's going in. So he's going as RB eleven in those leagues. He's in the second round. Okay. He's a second rounder. Right. So you're saying a second round guy has a chance to finish in the first round. A second round. Not the first round. When you're talking about when you're messing with players in the first two <laughs> rounds, now we're in a nuanced state where a top three player is much better than a top 10 player. So that's where, that's where the boldness comes from. And, of course, undercover donkey geek. Um, yep. Now, listen, if that helps someone, go for you. Go for you. <laughs>
Uh, All right. You, what, what do you got for me? Says more bold calls. Two of the Indianapolis Colt wide receivers will finish ahead of two of the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers, meaning by ADP, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Claypool all go ahead of Pittman and Paris Campbell. As they should. As they should. But meanwhile, Ben Roethlisberger goes as QB 30. So if Ben Roethlisberger is QB 30 or 28, how can he support three wide receivers in the top, you know, 25 wide receivers. So because Ben Roethlisberger should be QB 16. Okay. But still that doesn't QB 16 doesn't support three guys. I mean, I, I don't think either one of us think Juju Smith Schuster is going to finish uh, where his ADP is. I mean, he goes in like the fifth and sixth round in a lot of the drafts, yeah. but okay. So here's the bowl call. Michael Pittman outscores both Chase, Chase Claypool and Juju Smith Schuster. I'm not going to go as far as to say they'll do Deontay Johnson. I think Deontay Johnson is just locked and loaded. He's a star. Um, next year we're going to be taking him in that Calvin Ridley area. Uh, I think we're that's he explodes, but that's for another day. So Chase Claypool drafters, I love the guy. He's explosive. He has four touchdown in a game upside, but Michael Pittman is set up for a consistent alpha type of year. Michael Pittman finished inside your top 24 wide receivers and Chase Claypool finishes out, could finish inside, but very uneven game. So Michael Pittman over Chase Claypool at value. It's kind of a bold call. It's not an explosive call, but you're going to, if you're a fantasy manager of Pittman, you're going to be more happy than you were if you took Chase Claypool this year. Bold call. You know, especially now with T.Y. Hilton not looking like he's going to play. And they just don't have a lot going on at wide receiver on that team, so I'm I'm uh, I'm fine with uh, maybe Pittman rising up, and uh, like that is a bold call. I, I I definitely don't think that's expected. Michael Pittman even today, WR fifty, so that is a massive rise for Michael Pittman if that happens. And even if he doesn't necessarily beat out like a Chase Claypool, dude, if Michael Pittman even finishes as a top twenty. Wide top receiver. 30. Top 30, you're happy. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely stole him. I'm going to give you another yep. name who has been promised a greater role on his team and has a chance to emerge as the dreaded fifth-year breakout wide receiver. So my next bold call is a new star is born. Old is new. The future is past, and the past is present. And by that, I mean, obviously, Mike Williams, wide receiver, uh, wherever the fuck they're from, L.A. Chargers, emerges as a top 24 wide receiver, a useful fantasy piece in your lineup every single week under the tutelage of Justin A. Bear. Yeah, I mean, if if Justin Herbert is going to take the step forward and and looks like the star we think he is, it can't all go to Keenan Allen, right? So some of it has to go to Mike Williams. I mean, we've seen Mike Williams. That's a great call. Mike Williams has had a 10-touchdown year. He's had a 1,000-yard year, just not in the same season. If he could stay healthy, there is no reason to believe. I mean, with a star quarterback, I mean, it's not Phillip Rivers back there anymore. Justin Herbert likes to throw down the field. So you could see, you know, 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns. And you can get it. You can pick the round that you want you want to uh, get Mike Williams in. So uh, acknowledgement, yeah, acknowledgement Bobby, from the goat is legit acknowledgement right yeah, there. Good call. Um, I love Mike Williams. He is on, uh, this is another guy that's on all of my best ball teams, guys. What, what's not there? Let's just, what's not there says the elite quarterback play. Yes. 
no tight ends on the team to speak of. Can you name one on that team? No. Um, I mean, well, they have ja- they brought in Jared Cook, and that- I and I do like Parm, but yeah, they're not they're not going to. Jared Cook is he's an older player at this point. He's not going to command a hundred targets. He'll get seventy five targets. There's plenty and- to go around. Parham is more of a blocker. Like he has never shown anything. So what what I'm saying? Well, is, he hasn't shown anything in the NFL. I, do you remember him in the XFL? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was I, the best the player story. in the XFL. <laughs> I know all the stories. Listen, Michael Mike Williams is a tight. Like this is a giant man. Okay, and for whatever reason, he's been great on efficiency when they throw to him. His whole issue, his career, is just like they won't throw him the damn ball. Give me the damn football. Keyshawn Johnson said it. Mike Williams lived it. Just throw me the damn ball. Mike Williams, fifth year breakout, Devontae Parker style. By the way, and um, yeah, okay, I totally love it. I, I just curious, and I don't want to go too tangent here. Where should where are you on Marcus Callaway? Because I get our our DFS Army uh, mm. Discord is filled with Marcus Callaway questions, and you know we we he's moved up to the eighth round. And then I tell people, I was like, yeah, if you want to do it, sure. I mean, just expect it to fail if you're taking him in the eighth round. He went last night in the NFFC primetime at four point six. That to it's me crazy. is, I mean, that's like I would no, as, <laughs> just not as, as a fantasy football pl- enthusiast, as a person who plays a lot of leagues for many many years. I go back a long way, says. And one thing that I've learned in my travels is that wide receivers connected to Jameis Winston tend to do really well for fantasy, regardless of if they're winning games or not. They tend to do well in fantasy. So I understand it. Listen, who the 4. hell else? 4.6? Is- Traquan Smith, they don't have other players on the team to catch the football. Yeah. There's and no tight end. You know There's- what's funny? You know what's funny though? Like you saw, we all saw those two amazing preseason games where Marcus Callaway yeah. laid out on the pylon. And if you're gonna give him credit, how come Jameis Winston's ADP isn't shooting up? You know, like he he because threw the we football. Still have the same, we still have the same concern that Taysom Hill is gonna come come in and steal all the tutties. Mm-hmm. So we, we there is a legit concern about Jameis Winston that Taysom Hill is gonna come 12, in and steal the tutties. Would, like I, I would expect that. Winston's ADP would at least move into like QB 17. He's still right around QB 26. Yeah. He's probably a good pick for those, you know, people in, in super flex leagues, but in the end, oh. most people aren't in super flex leagues and it's irrelevant. Who cares? I, you, you by know, the way, uh, play in super flex leagues, play, yeah, in super do play in super flex leagues. But you know, um, the reason then, Marquez Callaway is rising and rightfully so is because he's, he's uh, now the fourth round is ridiculous. 4.6 in the no, NFFC no. primetime. Those are like nearly $2,000 entry leaks. That's ridiculous. And and that person should have, like, is that where Gus Edwards went like the second round? Like, what the fuck is going on here? But, yep. um, and then can I tell you the other pick that I thought was pretty shocking uh, looking at the primetime, uh, the NFFC primetime board last night? Jerry Judy. And we've talked about where he went. He's been going, like, you know, the four, five, four point three 4.3 last night. Round 4.3. So he's, you know, he's all the way he's up. moving up. He's in the fourth round now. I mean, is that it's, before or after, like, Robert Woods? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's it's at Robert, that level? They, yeah, in the NFFC, uh, the the Ram, both Rams receivers go in the third round. So right after the Rams receivers off the board, probably ahead of Kenny Galladay, probably ahead of, like— Oh, oh Galladay, yeah, those ball. guys dropped, to like, the seven. I've got an interesting bold call. I'm going to throw this out there. Now, it's less bold, like, than some of these major calls, but here's my bold call. Debo Samuel winds up the season with more fantasy points than Brandon Ayuk. Uh, catch me yeah, outside. I mean, How about that? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the market doesn't agree with you, but I, I think it's totally possible. In the yeah. two games that Debo Samuel came back from injury, he played in two games before he went out again. He had double-digit targets in both of those games. I mean, literally like 10 and like 14 targets, something like that. If you if you have his player card up, you can look it out. So the minute he came back, they just peppered him. So he could be like a Deontay Johnson type. I, I think that's a – it is a bold call, but I, for me, I, I, I think it's a very reasonable call. I don't know? understand why people assume – like, why is Brandon Ayuk WR twenty two by and and he and broke out as a rookie like WR thirty? Like, what? Where? Who? What possible evidence could you have that Ayuk is the alpha? Like, there's no reason those two shouldn't go one two exactly at the same spot. They're the same player. We have no idea. Well, because Debo Debo was all banged up. He was pretty injured last year and but, no we understand last year but t- this year right but no people that's why he's getting discounted he's now yeah, he's, he's he's been pegged as like an injury guy now because he's had a couple different things happen to him i've got another semi-bold call go for it semi it's a semi-bold call and by the way somebody had asked us about the um new england tight ends we'll get to that next so go ahead uh, well the new england well, question do your actually, bold call do your do your bold call okay I, this isn't again this is really just like what i expect to definitely happen it's less bold but that the uh, both Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Lawfirm Myers destroy their ADPs this season. Each of them wind up in the top 36 in PPR formats of fantasy scoring wide receivers. They're currently going outside of the top, well outside of the top 50. They are the two best draft values probably this season. I'm with you on Myers. I'm a little more concerned about Nelson Aguilar, and I'll tell you why. And not that I don't think he's a good player, that even in his great season last year with the Raiders when he broke out, I mean, he's a former first-round pick. It was a little uneasy, and I'm I'm just nervous that he could be used as a clear-out option a little bit more, and that, yes, they're going to use him to take shots down the field, but those shots may not be completed. I, I have faith in Mac Jones. He's a good deep ball passer, very accurate passer. All of that exactly comes down to what you just said. We don't know if like Mac Jones will be a good deep ball passer in the NFL, but if he is, it's going to be passes to Nelson Aguilar. There's no one else on the team that they don't have other wide receivers. It's not going to yep. be Nikhil Harry. Okay, well here you go. This is perfect lead into uh, what Rock said. Uh, Rock was asking about the 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 tight ends. Now we've seen New England so many times zag when everyone else is zigging and everyone's getting this spread formation a lot of wide receivers and what does new england do the first thing to do in free agency is get the two best tight ends on the market they're going to play and both of those tight ends are great wide receivers four tight ends john new smith he could score touchdowns and hunter henry when he's healthy is a good pass catcher so now you have two pass catching tight ends that you're paying that they're like wide receivers but they're going to be paid like tight end. So now your budget and your your salary cap is is in order because you which, have two which is the, which is the Gronk and which one's the Hernandez? I think that the Hernandez is Johnu Smith. He's the the more athletic pass catcher Gronk. Hunter Henry is a very competent blocker, can do all the dirty work in the middle of the field and they're both going to be useful. I could see a situation if they're both healthy, both getting like 600 yards each and eight touchdowns each. Are you Fine. Willing, are you willing to predict as a bold call that Jonu Smith commits murder before the end of the season? Would not predict that. No, that would be very that's, bold if he that's did. Very that. bold. So, yeah. You're not going that far. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yes. Um, so yeah. Bold, to to answer and Hernandez well, emerged yeah, they, for the Patriots. That's bold. Yeah, I think that it's basically they're both going to be useful. It's just going to be tough to pick which one. In a lot of the best ball leagues where you don't have to call the shot, I drafted both and then added a third tight end because I do think the New England tight end is going to be a productive position this year, especially 
with Mac Jones there. So, uh, we're, and, and I liked your call too on Jacoby Myers. For some, we, he, we have he, seen a Jacoby he's the Julian Myers, Edelman. I've already said this. Jacoby Myers is is this year's Julian Edelman, guys. He's going to be a massive PPR asset. Way I like him way better than Aguilar. In fairness, um, he's going to be a massive PPR asset. This offense was designed in the past. This is not an offense that we haven't seen. Um, uh, one of our commenters just said it takes long-term memory to play fantasy football. I do have memory, and I have memory, clipboard. Um, I do have memory of the Patriots offense under a competent quarterback. I know we saw Cam Newton last year, and it it wiped that out. But when they had a competent quarterback, Tom Brady, right, elite GOAT quarterback, but nonetheless could work the system. The, the system that they wanted to run was very simple. They put two tight ends on the field because they could get mismatches with those tight ends. So when Gronk and Hernandez were there, they knew that with two tight ends, they, they could threaten the run, but also pass like a spread offense, all coming out of the same formation. So teams really couldn't focus in on what they were going to do. The, the tight ends would get coverage by linebackers, not defensive backs, because they had to have the linebackers in in case it was a run. They're going to pull that with Damian Snacks Harris, the two tight ends, Henry and Jonu Smith, with quality wide receiver play. You can complete the short pass at any time to Jacoby Myers. Aguilar is going to be running deep. We have seen this offense before. Will they be able to pull it off? Like, I'm going to bet on Belichick. I'm going to bet on McDaniels to be able to pull it off. Like, you don't want to bet against these guys. They are very, very good at what they do. Again, they were hamstrung last season. Players opting out for COVID. Defense, turn it to dog shit. Offense, Cam Newton, disaster, horrible quarterback. It showed they could not adapt their offense to Cam Newton's limitations. But this year, they're going back to the system. The same system, by the way. I'm sorry I'm talking a fucking wall of talk, but they made Matt Castle appear to be an elite quarterback before he left there. This this is a system where they've plugged in quarterbacks and they've done just fine in it. So I get that Brady is the, the greatest quarterback of all time. We get it, but we've seen it done in this system with mediocre quarterbacks that looked really, really good because of the system. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And <sighs> take a breath. Sorry. Take a breath. Yeah, it, you know, it's hard. It's pounding from that, bro. I've, I yeah, got it, worked up. It's funny. Earlier, you know, it's, it is talking about our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy, but I did go on there, and there's some really interesting props for some of those players that you mentioned too. So if you uh, want to play props game, there's an edge to be had. Go over to Thrive Fantasy, use code DFS Army, get a match uh, on any deposit that you use, and it's a great props game. You can use the props on DFS Army, the prop uh, tool projector, and we'll give you the answers to the test. I mean, we'll give you the answers to that. You will, you will make money on that. It's a cheat go- code. Understand, this is a we have a cheat code for the site. It's called look at the look at the projection for the player. When it says how many yards, we project how many yards they're going to do. If it's more than their number, click over. If it's less, you click under. It's a cheat code. Yeah, I mean, right. So yeah, it's Golder Thrive. Uh, you know, it's funny. Thrive is doing a good job promoting themselves. I see them everywhere right now. So if you're watching on the live stream here or the podcast, download the Thrive Fantasy app. Use code DFS Army. Go in there, deposit match. All right. Geek, we're getting towards the end here. Let's each come up with one more big, bold call. A bold call that you you believe in, your biggest belief. I'm not talking about, like, this one can be as outrageous as you want it to be. I'm talking, but you better believe it. You better be telling me that this player, give me a player outside of the top five rounds that you know is going to finish as a top five option, meaning that someone that's going to return top 15 value at any position. Who's it going to be this year? Who's your, I, who's your, again, I know you're going to flame me, 
No, no, no. I know, no. I know you will. You always do. You say it's not <laughs> bold enough. But part of that's because you've been listening to me tout this player all <laughs> offseason. And so then it sounds like, no, nah, it's just the same shit you've been saying. But I don't care because I'm putting it down on paper. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, top three fantasy producer this year. That's right. I said it. You can get him in round 10. In your fantasy draft, you can be the last person to take a quarterback in your 12-team league and frequently get this man. He will finish as a top three fantasy producer this year. He's going to do it with his legs, and I think he'll be able to do it a little bit with his arm. That's right. Who's going to be the biggest fan? I love it. I love it. Who's going to be the biggest fantasy disappointment in uh, in the first three rounds? Oh, you're going to throw it at me real quick. Um, first three rounds, fantasy disappointment. I'm... You know, I think it's going to be on the running back side. I, I think the the wide receivers are all properly um, elite. I think it's going to be. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. You're not going to like it. DeAndre Swift, biggest fantasy disappointment this season. First three rounds. Listen, yeah. I get, I get that you. Everybody thinks they're going to throw to him a lot. They're going to be down. There's a no. There's a there's a bear. There's Williams. Dirt. He's taking there's half def- the targets, and he's a better pass blocker. Jamal Williams would be in the game when they're behind and they need to pass block, it's not going to be, the team is so bad offensively. They're not going to score touchdowns. It is a disaster. Don't pick DeAndre Swift this year, guys. Yeah. There's a bear case for him. I'll admit that there's definitely a bear case and he's, I know he's you don't fall- like it. I know you don't like it, but yeah, he's falling it. out of the, the top. He's going into round four and in round four, obviously you just only, can we, you're not, can we can talk about that. I called this when he was still at the top of round two. I said, do not draft. I mean, if you go back to the bowl call podcast from February, March, April, I've been saying, do not draft this man. This guy. Yeah, I, I think you're going to regret that. But that's all right. what, what, what I was trying, yeah, what I was trying to say though is that in the fourth round, if you're taking DeAndre Swift, so say you, I have a, I have a bull case on DeAndre Swift. Uh, Geek has the bear case. If even if you believe the bear case in round four, there's too much upside not to take him. Still, would have, you agree with that? Fallen, and I'm going to, I'm going to give this to you. He might have fallen to the point where it's actually appropriately valued to where my argument no longer holds as much. Right. But so in the fourth round, you're taking him, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm fine with him in the fourth round. Right. But, but see, for me, I'm still taking Now, I don't have to draft him in round two. I, I and, and when he was going there, I was. But now I could, you know, take him at any point, any pick in the third round. He's ADP is 35. So basically I can have him whenever I want. I still believe in him for all the reasons we've talked about, but that's fine. I agree. So my player to avoid at, at ADP is I really don't like CD Lamb in the second round. That's where he's going. Um, you know, Chris, Chris List laid this out the other day, and I, and I agree with it. He's, he's talking about like he's being priced with the guys who already broke out. Now, if he could deliver on that, but what he called a par. So if CD Lamb delivers, he's going to, Deliver you second round value. You're basically passing on Justin Jefferson. You're passing on Darren Waller. You're passing on DK Metcalf or, you know, AJ Brown to take him there. And it's a little bit more projection. And CD Lamb's good, even if he is the next great wide receiver, that's where he'll be drafted next year. And if anything just goes modestly wrong, he's not going to make value. So if you're taking him on the two, three turn, I guess in the third round, it's a little better. But I would say he is the one that I think is going to disappoint fantasy drafters in the second round. Says I have, unfortunately, but also for this reason, no exposure to C.D. Lamb this year because 100% agree with you. I don't even think it's really bold. I, I just think it's what right. I would expect. Well, I, we didn't say bold call. I said guy. Who, I said t- someone in the top 24 that will disappoint you. Yeah, I mean, I, it's exactly it's exactly what I expect. I think Amari Cooper will have a better season than than C.D. Lamb. You can oh, get yeah. him multiple and anytime you want in round three. You could take him. Yeah, I mean, he's rounds after. And 
I love the guys that you mentioned more and exactly that argument that Chris List made on, on his show that you sort of brought to us here, I fully agree with. Like, yeah. CD Lamp's upside is mid-second round value, but like, right? why am I... I want to draft guys that can... Re, I want... That already Terry did it. Lauren, who right. can rise up to a top five uh, exactly. wide receiver. I'm getting him at, at WR12. You want to get guys that move up. Think of... I think of fantasy players in the draft. I'm a value-based drafter, as you know. I'm a slave to value. Uh, it's It's just... The way I think, listen, I've told people this before. I go to the shop, right? Because they got the better deals, you know, than the stop and shop. You know what I'm saying? I like yep. the value, bro. So right, let, in, let's in um, football. It's like a stock. You want to buy a stock at a certain point and have him rise up. Because if your whole portfolio of fantasy player stocks start at a certain level and all are rising, you're going to win. That's how you win your league. It's like a stock portfolio. If you buy high, you're getting, you know, you're getting, you know, Amazon and Apple. We know they're great. But you're paying a lot for that. When you get the low price stock that moves up, that pulls your whole team up. That's why I love these value plays. Yeah. So my last bull call uh, is, I, I don't know if you're going to find it that surprising, but Miles Sanders is going to finish outside, outside of the top 36 running backs. For reasons we talked about, uh, his drops from last season, he had the second most drops of any running back. It's carried over into the preseason. Uh, the goal line, you already talked about how Jalen Hurts is likely to be a top three running back. If he is, that means he's probably going to score nine or 12 touchdowns on the, you know, be a Josh yeah. Allen-esque. So Miles, when one goes up, must one must come down. I think Miles Sanders, if you're drafting him in the fourth round, you think it's a good value, but it's going to tank. I would even say someone like Miles Gaskin will outproduce him this year. I like Miles Sanders. It's just all the vibes are bad. He has absolutely scratched off my list this year. So my bold call is that Miles Sanders will – not be a top 36 running back likely like finishes like RB like 41. And you're going to be wondering by week three, if you should even, well, I bet you we're going to get questions. If you should drop Miles Sanders. I, I love it. It is bold. Um, and it is based in some reality, including um, inside info that my boy is dropping passes, swing passes nonstop in training camp as well. He has just not, he looked like a great player coming out, but he has not put it together. It's been multiple seasons now of of limited lackluster performance for Miles Sanders. And we but like him. We like the player. He's, we, you know? we liked him. We, we, we believed. But at some point, you've got to believe what your eyes are showing you. There's yeah. a reason why these guys suck. Like, I'm sorry to say it, but Joe Mixon is in that boat for me as well, says he's just one of these guys that, man, he's had a lot of chances to put it together. He's still on a losing team. It still has a terrible offensive line. He's still on a team that's going to be behind in a lot of games. And there's just a lot of risk, and he's injury prone. There's, it's the I I kind of look at Joe Mixon the same, that same like, bro. It's been three, four seasons already. You haven't done it. I'm not going to keep assuming that something's going to happen yeah. that never does. If, so. if he was being taken in the third round, like if he was going where Chris Carson was going, I would have no problem with him. But you're having to pass on all those good wide receivers in the second round. You're having to pass on Darren Waller if you like a, an early tight end build. It's just Joe Mixon again. I, I like Joe Mixon. I just don't want to pass on those uh, like money in the bank players. I don't want to pass on DK Metcalf. I don't want to pass on AJ Brown and and Justin Jefferson to draft him. So Take yeah, we a wide receiver in that spot, guys. All right. Before we wrap it up, I want to make one more uh, mention of the Sharp app, yeah. guys. Sharp app is going Keep strong. Going. College football, NFL player props, everything is there that you need. So if you go to the app store, the iOS uh, store, the Android store. You type in Sharp App. This is a sports betting tools and advice app. You get constant free bets of the day. You have 
comparative odds across all sports. And my favorite thing there is the Sharp Academy training class, a master class designed to teach new betters the ins and outs of the game, understanding the terminology. Everything's there, and it's free and included right now on the Sharp app. So go download this app, Sharp, uh, Sharp type sharp.app, or go yeah, to the well now. Android store, the iOS store, type in Sharp app. You can get the best um, – Sports gambling tools and advice can, platform out there. Can, right I tell now. You, can I just tell you something? Uh, opposed to like even like with all like the nice tools that Sharpa has, I've had people. I've showed the app to a few people. They say it's like one of the nicest looking apps, and I agree with them. Like out there, and again, not people that don't even know about sports betting. I said, hey, what, give my friend some feedback here. What do you think about uh, this? And they like they're like, oh, this is like one of the coolest looking. It's very easy to navigate, and I love the colors and the in the scheme and all that kind of stuff. So, and it's it's aesthetically pleasing. Aesthetically, please, guys, listen, this is I've spent the better part of the last year and a half with a team building this app, putting this thing together, because I'm trying to replicate what we did with DFS Army in terms of grabbing people who really are are enthusiastic about this, uh, enthusiastic, about, uh, enthusiastic about sports betting and teaching them the ins and outs, not treating you. I don't know. How do I put it? Other sites kind of almost thumb their nose at like newer betters. Like, are oh, you better learn the shit? We, we, we embrace it. Same thing as we do in DFSR. We embrace newer players, teach them how to use these tools. Well, the best way that Statsational, the best way that Statsational talked about, like he says that he's plugging leaks in your game. And I, you know, even I thought I was like a pretty like mid-level to high tier better until I learned and I went on there and I took, you know, John's course and I realized there was a few leaks in my game that actually made me a beginner more than I thought I was. So even if you think you're like uh, a plus EV better, you probably have a few leaks in your game and that's why you should go and take the course, which I think is free on there for some of them, it's, right? It's free. We have a, everything set up free initially, including a free month of sharp bets, um, community where you get picks from the pros on the app you get the actual handicapping models and my favorite thing is the prop tool model the nfl prop tool model is the shit we love fantasy football we love betting we basically bet on nfl player props every single week with our fantasy lineups so this is a way to do it at the sports book using the models and projection models that have helped us smash at dfs army you've got to check out the app Download it, leave a nice review, and we're giving everybody who downloads, the, who's an early adapter, a free month of Sharp Bet service. That's a $50 value. You get all the premium tools free, including the full Sharp Academy training course, which will be locked up behind the payroll in short time. So obviously, we're trying to get a bunch of people on the app. You could track your bets. That's Again, there's tech going on here that's awesome. Download that app. Check it out, guys. Do it for me. Do it for your boy. Hook a brother up. All right. All right. That's going to do it for the final bold call fantasy football podcast of the pre-draft season 2021 guys. We hope that we may, we may be back for a couple more early next week to some, like if some news items change, I think we last we're gonna, minute, last minute yeah. stuff potentially, but this is our, this is our penultimate episode. This is the bold calls. This is where you kind of get to hear everything that we kind of talked about all season, really special plays, real actionable information for your draft. It is draft season. Most of you are drafted tonight, tomorrow night, Monday, Tuesday. You and I have a big draft, I think, on Tuesday night in a friends and family league. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, but there's guys, good luck on your drafts this year, man. We fully expect you to smash. If you followed this podcast all offseason, you will smash. You're going to have players like Jacoby Myers and and, and Elijah Moore. You're going to have all these great late sleepers on your team. Sony Michelle is going to lead your team to a win. So good luck this year. Smash your leagues. 
like we always do. Let us know in the description below your bold or, or in the comment section, your bold calls for the 2021 fantasy football season. Put it in the comment section. We read them. We check them out. We love your comments. So put them in there. Like and subscribe to the channel. All that good stuff. And we will see you next time, next year, next week. I don't even know with another bold call fantasy football podcast.